from Braided Media. This is 54 Lights. Uh, art Malawi is, uh, is an art marketing platform. Um, our main focus and our main aim is to support local Malawian artists. Um, I think there was, there was a bit of a need for artists to be able to showcase the products. A lot of the artists didn't have uh, access to the digital world. So I created a digital platform to, to market, advertise, promote, and sell local products that are produced by Malawian artists. My name is Gilbert Mpakule. I was born in, in Zomba. But now I live and work in Blantai. After finishing my secondary school, I started selling my artworks to tourists who visited Kuchawe in in Zomba Plateau. Hello everyone. My name is Charles, Charles Levison. I am a fine artist from Lilongwe, Malawi, and I am 29 years old. I am a landscape impressionistic artist. I only use party knife, and I, I love nature. Hello, hello. My name is Andrew Miss. Andrew means a strong man. And in our language, is called Andre. I love art since my childhood as part of my life. I had been attending different art workshops and exhibitions in our country. I sell my, my artworks in art galleries in Malawi. My name is Nixon Malamulo. I'm from Sanima district here in Malawi. And the name Malamulo means Laws. So some other people just call me Mr. Laws. <laughs> yeah, so I just love art. It's part of my life anyway. Good morning, good day, or good evening, and welcome to Season 3 of 54 Lights. In this season, we'll continue our ongoing tradition to celebrate people of African descent. Our focus will remain on showcasing artists, entrepreneurs, and change agents who are making a difference and having a substantial impact in their field of expertise, and perhaps even across the globe. Aside from the fact that this is our kickoff to the 2021 season, today's show is taking on an even more amplified significance. And that's because today's episode is a focus on my native homeland of Malawi. My guest today is Manota Mpande, who is the brains behind Art Malawi, 
the business that gives local artists a platform from which to sell their creations. We'll talk to Minota about his mission, his motivation, and his path to master the canvas. It's a critical glimpse into the ingenuity that's needed to cultivate and evolve a business during tough times. What's more, our conversation will underline just how important the creative arts are to culture and to mental well-being. If that wasn't enough, I wanted to call out that 54 Lights and Art Malawi are now officially working together. As part of a commemorative campaign, 54 Lights has commissioned several original pieces of artwork from artists within the company's stable, Art Malawi that is, that we'll be sending to some of our select guests. We urge you to follow us on our social media and visit our website to see these beautiful works of art. If you like what you see, you'll be able to purchase a piece for yourself or a loved one and continue to support amazing artists across the globe. I mentioned a minute ago that this was a commemorative campaign. It's being done to celebrate the life of my beautiful sister, Lindani Mwase, who passed away from ovarian cancer in April of 2020. She was 45. Linda, as we often called her, placed the first order for Art Malawi. And now each one of these commemorative pieces that we've commissioned will carry her name. Now to be clear, her purchase was a purchase. It was not a donation. She paid for art and she received amazing gifts that she gave out to the family and friends. She did so during a critical time for that business and for its employees by default, and ultimately helped the company to continue to grow. This season, and especially this show, is dedicated to her memory. My name is Kendawani Mwase, and today's episode is Canvas, business of art. Sitting down with the head of Art Malawi, and I'm super excited uh, to be speaking with you today. But I'll start where I start with all of my guests all the time and ask that you introduce yourself to the audience. So what is your full name and uh, where is your family from? My name is Manota Andrew Pandey. Um, I'm based in Blantyre, Malawi, East Southern Africa, and my family is from Malawi as well. What does your name mean? My name means to walk with pride, is what I've always been told. Um, I think my dad was very proud when I was born. Um, I'm one of three. Uh, The first born was a girl is a girl um, and I came second born and as soon as I was born I was named Manota which means someone who walks with pride. Um, I've tried I've tried to walk with pride as well. <laughs> uh, not always successful but uh, yeah that's uh, that's what the name means. So uh, is it fair to say that your father is the one that that uh, prompted that name or do you think it came from both equally? I think more from my dad uh, because it's his uh, it's from the Tonga tribe and my dad is a Tonga while my mom is from Deza so my mom's in Gondi 
So the name is more a Tonga name, which in Chitonga, it means walking, someone that walks with, uh, with some pride. I know your other name has maybe uh, perhaps less uh, uh, sort of meaning from a Malawian perspective, but um, where does Andrew come from? I think Andrew was more baptized name. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it comes directly from the Bible. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, bit of a random question for you then. Who, what should I call you then? And, and uh, yeah, what, what should I call you? Is it Manota or Andrew? Or do you, do you go by Andrew at all? Because I've only known you as Manota. Uh, some people actually do call me Andrew. Uh, and I'm always surprised when, when they call me Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> but I think even on social media, my name, I use Manota Andrew Pande, And everywhere I sign, I kind of use Manota Andrew Pande. I prefer being called Manota. Oh, you do? Um, okay. okay. Yeah, yes, I do. I think in England, a lot of people had uh, problems pronouncing Manota. And so they used to always call me Manny, which is M-A-N-N-Y. <laughs> Uh, that's, <laughs> but, that's funny. Yeah, Manota, Manota is good for me. All yeah. right, all right. Well, thank you again for being um, on the show. And uh, you know, just one by way of full disclosure, the uh, the partnership between Art Malawi and Fifty Four Lights is is really growing and blossoming. And and people should go ahead and visit our website to see exactly what what we are doing together. But in advance of that, I wanted to ask you um, about the business that you've started, the organization that you've started, Art Malawi, and can you just give me a little bit of background on what that is and how it came about? Uh, Art Malawi is uh, is an art marketing platform. Um, our main focus and our main aim is to support local Malawian artists. Uh, it's been operating as a, as a business uh, from this year though we started kind of working on it a couple of years ago, it came about basically from, um, I think there was, there was a bit of a need for artists to be able to showcase the products. A lot of the artists didn't have uh, access to the digital world. So I created a digital platform mm-hmm. on Facebook and I've been using that digital pla- platform to, to market, advertise, promote, and sell local products that are produced by Malawian artists. And now I understand that there was a gap, but what inspired you to get into the space, Manota? Um, I think I was just inspired by the the great work our local artists uh, do produce, and the fact that some of them didn't have access to international markets like yourselves. Uh, and I've had also quite a few other artists. I've, I've had also quite a few clients. From uh, I think the, the the first one that actually really did pushes uh, was actually your sister Lindani. Um, a couple of years ago, she ordered about five portraits from me, um, and she was based in Holland. I think she was based in Holland then. You know that that really did motivate me and push me because I thought, yep, there's a, there's a need for Malawians living abroad to be able to actually purchase uh, Malawian art. So that was also one one of the factors that got me into into this into this space that I'm currently operating from. Yeah, and and you are right. It was actually uh, my sister who who reminded me or who introduced me to Art Malawi. Obviously, I had known you, but uh, she provided uh, the whole family with some really beautiful pieces of art, 
and mentioned that she'd got them from Art Malawi and uh, our family friend Manota. And I said, yes, what what is going on? And so, uh, you know, just started to do a little bit of homework. And and, and, uh, this is where we've arrived at now. There's certainly a market for artwork um, outside Malawi. And we'll come back to that, especially uh, given our relationship um, or our partnership rather. But I'm curious, creativity, art, is that a viable business in Malawi itself? Um, yes, it, yes, it is. Uh, it's, it's been a viable business for, for a long time. Obviously, mm-hmm. over the years, it has changed. Um, there's a new crop of young Malawians as well who are very interested in buying art. Uh, usually, it was always the expats or the tourists who right. would come into the country and pick up artworks. Uh, but like, especially with what has happened this year, where there have been no artists, no, there have been no tourists or expats coming into the country. Um, the artists have also had to look at different ways of making money and focusing more also on the Malawian clientele. Um, so slowly by slowly, there has been a rise in local Malawians purchasing artworks. We're currently, there's a boom in self-portraits. Uh, and that is what uh, Lindani had ordered about, uh, about, I think about two or three years ago for, for, your, for your family, were self-portraits of you, uh, your sister, your mom, and your dad. And that has actually, I've actually seen a large, a big boom in that, uh, that Malawians are buying self-portraits. And then after they buy the self-portraits is when now they start looking at purchasing different types of artworks. I noticed in some of your collections that there are a lot of historical pieces, pieces about the founders of Malawi, um, political movements, as well as sort of like the typical uh, landscape art. Is that motivated by a specific artist or is those campaigns that you've done yourself? No, those are more campaigns that uh, we've created at Art Malawi and we usually start them in January where we celebrate heroes, Malawian heroes. And yes. there's a theme that we call Heroes on Walls. And that usually runs from January to about March, uh, to about March time. Um, this year, it run up until July, uh, because as you understand that we had quite uh, a hectic time with our elections. We've actually, as a country, we had two elections. The first election was nullified, and then we had a re-election, which the, uh, the opposing party won. Mm-hmm. So that also has created a different uh, mode or different characters in our artworks, especially from the younger generation of artists who would go on the streets and march with opposition parties. Now that we've got a new government in power, um, a lot of the artists have started documenting the period that we went through, uh, which I felt was quite a very difficult period for our country. The fact that we had new elections and we also had the pandemic so um, a lot of artists have been influenced by that, by the history that we've gone through. Yeah, that's, um, it's remarkable how art is a reflection of culture. So you're, you don't shy away from documenting those types of things and having them live and breathe in your portraits. You're not uh, wary of that, if, if that's the right no, 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 not at all, because I feel that art is a medium or a vehicle for raising different types of awareness. I mean, we've also worked on mental health. Uh, we've also worked on drug addiction, uh, which is ever-growing in our country, uh, Malawi. There's a rise of 
youth using class A drugs, there's a rise of mental health uh, problems. And this year, there's been a great rise in suicide as well. Mm. Uh, I mean, last year, we had quite a large number of people that committed suicide, and the numbers have probably increased by about 60% so far this year, as we're talking in October. Um, literally, you know, sometimes you open your social media page and the kids are hanging themselves in different parts of the country. So we do try to use the artwork as a source, as a, as a source of awareness to different types of topics. It's, it's so important uh, from a cultural perspective that art be celebrated for the very different things that it can bring, whether it's on the political or, as you say, the mental health arena. So really, really um, happy that you're doing that. The, um, the Heroes Project, you said, runs really typically from January to March, but is extending to July. Are there other projects that you're working on? Is, is Art Malawi involved elsewhere, either around the globe or locally? Um, locally, I think um, two years, I think it's about two years ago, we actually partnered with yourselves and mm-hmm. we worked on uh, malaria. Um, the project was called Art Against Malaria. So we used malaria as a medium again to showcase uh, or to raise awareness on, uh, on the dangers of malaria. Um, currently, we have a project with an organization called GIZ, and this is a Blantyre-based project where we're looking at uh, the three peaks in Blantyre. Blantyre in Malawi is surrounded by three mountains. So we've got Sochi Mountain, Niranda Mountain, and Michiru Mountain. Now, on each one of those three peaks, we're gonna develop hiking, hiking trails, bike trails, bird watching trails, gonna build a picnic and a camping space and provide some toilets on top of the on top of the mountain. So that's another project that we are currently undertaking as Art Malawi. As you're speaking, uh, I'm I'm hearing all of these different campaigns that you have and they're all so um, important both locally and and uh, and globally, but really with the locals in Malawi. Um, and the word the term art activism is coming up. If I were to ask you if you were an activist, would you say you were? Uh, it's a difficult question to answer, but yes, I think um, what what I've found is that it's easier, um, especially with the generation that we target, it's easier to use art as, as a medium um, to raise awareness. Uh, I find that the message gets through to our youth a lot quicker um, using artworks, different types of artworks, whether it's a visual, whether it's an animation or whether it's a still art, I find that it's a lot quicker to get to our target group using these. So yes, I would want to say that we are in the activism world. Listen, a lot of mental health issues have been coming up, uh, especially given COVID-19. You had mentioned the elections, you had mentioned suicides, uh, but but if, if we stick the lens on COVID-19, how has it been for you to build and grow the business during a pandemic? It's been very difficult, uh, especially for the artists, I'd say, because they've had to really change their focus. Early on in the year, I think, let's say, March, April, they didn't really realize how hard this would hit their business. Um, and when they closed the airports, they closed all the tourist uh, spaces, I think that's when the artists kind of realized that there, is, there, is, there isn't going to be any business this year. Um, we've, been, we've been thankful as well on the other side, we've been thankful to organizations like GIZ 
uh, who've, who've come in to lend us a hand. We've been thankful to 54 Lights as well for coming and commissioning. So far, we've currently, we're working on eight pieces of art for yourselves. So we've had some people that have come in regardless of the pandemic, have come in and have supported our artists. But it has been a very difficult time for the artists economically. Um, but on the other hand as well, I think I had been speaking to them a couple of years ago that we really do need to start focusing on our local market as well and look at what local Malawians would want to buy. Um, there's a growing trend here as a young country. Uh, we've got a growing trend of people building houses, building the dream houses. And in those dream houses, they want dream art as well. So our artists do have to uh, refocus on some of the work that they're doing. And even on the international market, they do have to also focus on how they can compete on the world market and come up with pieces that can compete on the world market. Thank you for illuminating, I think, myself and the audience to the real impacts of COVID-19, especially on the local market. But it is great that your your whole team is actually working on, you know, growing the local market, which is fantastic. And you have the lo- those local projects going. So I think as we come out of that pandemic, um, you will be really well equipped to handle both the local market and the global poll. Um, I've got a... Um, a, cu- a couple of quick questions for yourself. Um, for for Manota personally now, not really for Art Malawi, but what have you learned about yourself during this journey? Um, I've learned a lot of patience. I think um, I've learned a lot of patience. <laughs> it's been forced upon you, huh? <laughs> yes, yeah. No, no, we've had to, I've had to learn a lot of uh, patience and also people management and people skills to sit down with the guys that I work with and, uh, uh, and really drum in what they need to understand. As I said, that a lot of, uh, uh, quite a few of my artists had a mentality uh, that, yeah, you know, tourists will flock into the country and they'll buy all my artwork. Now a guy goes and draws 20 pieces of artwork, no one buys them, what do you do? So it's, I personally, as I said, have learned to be very patient. I've also had to learn management how do i manage uh the people that i'm actually doing business with you know it's, it's, i skipped the, over this before but when you were in leicester what, what did you study um i studied megatronics uh which is totally different from engineering <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say yeah, I, <laughs> wait a minute i, I yeah so I, i'm not even familiar with that so it is it it's a type of engineering you say yes yeah, a type of engineering automated engineering which is uh, slash mechanical and electrical um and diagnostics of different types of systems um <laughs> it's used very much now in you diagnose your cars if your car is a problem you hook it up to a laptop or a diagnoser which will tell you exactly what is wrong uh, with the car and I, I think i've taken that that basic thing, and that is what I use uh, with whatever I do, that I look at a problem and see how best I can solve that problem. If you were not um, working at Art Malawi, um, building that business, what do you think you'd be doing, Mata? I'm actually doing what I would want to do. Uh, Apart from Art Malawi, I process Moringa oil. Um, I'm into oil production. So Moringa is a herbal plant. 
um, some, some refer it to as a tree of life. So I go out into the rural areas and I source the, the seed. And from the seed, I take it back home and I cold press it and I make oil. So there's a little bit of engineering. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, you <laughs> so it's there, man. Jeez, okay. Yeah, it is. It is It is there. There's a little bit of engineering logic that I use. So that's something that I've always uh, I've dreamt about doing. I do it, currently, I'm doing it at a very small scale. Uh, but I'm, I'm looking at how I can actually grow that business. So that thing that I do, that I love doing. So this is this is this is oil in the um, sort of in the cooking the cooking oil that that. No, of... actually, it's oil. It's uh, it's more of a cosmetic oil. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's a base. The oil is a base that is used for making soaps, making shampoos, uh, and also it's a base for perfumes. I think the high end perfumes that do use the oil as a base because it retains the smell quite a lot. So, so listen, I just, I, I did have a couple of really, really quick questions for you. Um, and this part is what I would, I typically call, you know, turn out the lights. And the idea there is imagine that the camera's off. Imagine that we're not recording. We're just sitting there chatting in the middle of Blantyre. And uh, what quickly comes to mind for these next questions? All right. Okay. Um, so, you know, if I was to say, hey, you've got a choice to live in England, return to Leicester. Or to stay in Malawi, um, what, where would you choose? Stay in Malawi. If you were to be recruited to play for the um, World Cup soccer team, and England gives you a call, and the Flames Malawi manage to make it into the World Cup final, which team are you playing for? I'll go for the underdog, Malawi. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic oh man man after my own heart man because that's exactly it's exactly where i'd go I'd, I'd love to play for the flames by the way for those for those listening the malawi national team is called the flames um partially i think we don't burn much but we, yeah i was we gonna do, say I think we do we're always getting scorched yeah. we're always getting scorched what is the name of the book about your life oh. Getting out the hole. Getting out the hole. Getting out of the hole. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Should I ask you to unpack that? Then I'm thinking about Shawshank Redemption. No. (laughs) 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 Oh, that's fantastic. I've, I've, I've dealt, I think, with a lot of... Um, I had a I had a problem with with addiction. I had a problem with alcohol addiction, and I had a problem with abuse of marijuana. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always and I always say that I had to dig, I dug myself in, and I had to dig myself out. Um, so I, the time I was using and abusing alcohol and marijuana. When I look back, I always say I was in a very deep, dark hole. And I had to and have had to literally dig myself out. And that is something that I constantly have to do. Uh, and it also goes and it also connects with Art Malawi because uh, the, the day I walked out of a, a rehab, I'd gone to a rehab uh, space in, in, uh, in northern Malawi. 
And the first thing I walked into was an art exhibition. And I saw all these beautiful pieces of art and I felt that was very therapeutic for me. And I always used to tell myself that if I ever happen to get back into addiction, I should always remember um, this exhibition. And that's what I've always anchored myself with at the back of my head. Um, that art is also a part of my therapy. Mm -hmm. And art has always been a part of my therapeutic process. So there you have it. The conversation continues. Part of our show was recorded and produced at Simplified Studios, the soundstage and auditory office of Speech Simplified. Music for this episode was composed, played, and enjoyed with permission by Andy Ninval and Joachim Norteberg, also known as Multiformats. I'd like to thank Manota and Pande for his candor, his time, and of course, his attention. I'd like to also thank his team, some of which you heard today, and everyone else at Art Malawi. Remember that you can explore some of their work, and maybe grab one for yourself, through our website, or by contacting me directly via social media. Of course, if you like what you've heard, there is most certainly more. Our upcoming roster of shows will include conversations with more entrepreneurs, more artists, and more leaders within this community. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you won't miss any of our upcoming and inspiring episodes. As always, you can find us wherever you do your listening iTunes, Spotify, Google, and many, many more. If you enjoy some social sprinkled in with your experience, are interested in seeing some beautiful pictures or hearing some words from those artists from Art Malawi, please do so via social media. Check us out under our handle, Crowd54, which works for both Twitter and Instagram. However you engage with us, I invite you to listen, to like, and to share. For Season 3, this is your host, Ndwani Mwase. Until we meet again. Thanks. Thanks.